0: And Senior Vice President of the Odeer Podcast, Odeer Nation, dear Limited, O'Dear Weekly, and all awesome subseries there in 42 which with me, as always, the one podcast where we talk about the things that make your mother clutch her pearls and yell,
1: Odeer,
0: oh, On <laughs> my co-hosts, Brett Rabel and Nick Whitmer.
1: I love the act out.
0: Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got the new coming. camera set up, so
0: I wanted Quite to- Quite
1: the versatile performer. I am. You can do two things.
0: <laughs> well because <laughs> last night i hit my 9999
1: hour oh so, nice so you're almost a master then i'm
0: almost a master i'm just getting the last little bit in
1: of
2: of what sucking dick whoa hey, oh,
1: hey. wow Jeez, hey. bro oh, no. that's just uncalled for dude we all know sexual orientation is just a thing man it's not something yeah. to talk about
2: Listen, that's the kind of zingers you get when you come to when you come to play in my arena, you better you better be wearing under armor and ready to go
1: to battle. Dude, you well, shoot yeah, for we get a what Brett? Know. you don't have to say about that, dude? <laughs> You're fucking gay, bro. Dude. Got him, Christian. Christ. Did you see that? Nice I podcast. I got, him, dude. <laughs> I got
0: podcast. two words for you guys. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh, damn it, he got his Yeah. <laughs> Second,
2: <laughs> DMX, right? That that. No, that's,
0: uh, that's wrestling.
2: No, DMX or what are they called again? Yes. What was that?
0: DX, Degeneration X.
2: Oh, I added. <laughs> I mixed up DMX <laughs> and DX. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the suckit was truly the the singular most. Like, if there's one physical gesture that's, like, purely emblematic of the year 2002, <laughs> it's the DX guys with their greasy, wet, long hair. I think it was doing. Even before the suck that. It. I think that we might have little... talked
1: about this before, but I, me and Sarah were watching one night the the year 2001 uh, MTV Video Music Awards. that oh, aired, yeah. That aired, like... Two weeks before 9 11.
0: Mm-hmm. And so different. You're
1: watching like a bunch of cocky, really like, you're just looking. I'm watching this and I'm like, maybe we needed 9 11 a little. Like these, <laughs> like, the, the amount of like braggado shit, like the, yeah. the, like the values were gone. Like everything was just about like the wrong thing. And everybody, everybody
2: was, like, was doing the, the fingers between the lips right. pussy yeah. thing. Yeah. It was, was like.
1: Right, it's like if you were making a futuristic movie, like a, a *Idiocracy*, where someone, like, if you're making *Idiocracy* for today, you would literally make everybody in the future the people from 1999 to 2000.
2: He yeah. really 2001 a space Odyssey really got it wrong
1: <laughs> on what <laughs> 2001
2: was gonna look like. Yeah. It was gonna look like fucking Jinkos and jean yeah. shorts. Just everybody you know what was funny about that era? Everyone, everyone in America, regardless of your race, gender or what class was white trash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> dude, white trash it started everybody. With, it started with Pam and Tommy and I've white never... trash took over, dude. <laughs>
0: I've never heard that's almost beautiful because I've never heard it put so eloquently, <laughs> or so succinctly either. Because and it unified everybody. There was no racial division. <laughs> we were all white trash.
2: Yeah. We were all fucking <laughs> white trash pieces of shit. <laughs> Throwing empty beer cans at our illegitimate children.
1: <laughs> we needed we, we needed a 9-11 and then after that, all the wholesome country music that got really yeah. big, the, half the songs were about 9-11. <laughs> like, that hmm. was the era of country music, like – We'll put their boot in their ass. It's the American like that somehow class class things up a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's exactly right because it's like even immediately after nine eleven, like the the culture hadn't shifted enough yet, so we were mm-hmm. still going like, "Hey, Obama, Osama bin Laden, we got two words for you, Sucker
2: so <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's so funny. You're it's all right. Been- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it just says the barbed wire tattoo
1: era, (laughs) you know, like barbed wire around the bicep.
2: Yes. And it was like totally seen as cool to get in bar fights. Like that was like, I think now if someone gets a bar fight, you're almost certainly like, all right, douchebag. But in that era, a bar fight was like this true symbol of your masculinity and of your honor.
1: Yeah, I I think you're right. I think there was like a celebration of, I mean, we joked about it before, but we're talking about like Limp Bizkit and mm -hmm. how huge they were and like how their albums went platinum. And now we all look back at Limp Bizkit like, oh, they stink, dude. I'm like, dude, we all had the album. We all bought it. We all had it. You know what I mean? Like it was that era where everybody was like, yeah, dude, break stuff. Fuck yeah.
0: Fuck (laughs) you, everyone. Fuck the man. I don't don't even know what I'm mad at.
1: (laughs) I don't even know, bro, but I'm angry. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't even know what I'm mad at, (laughs) but I'm angry. Talk about a metaphor for living in America. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah. But, um, oh boy,
0: yeah, I love that period. We've, we've talked about it many times, but like that period to me is just the funniest, funniest, funniest. And I love when after nine 11, when everybody went on TRL and started, you know, I mean, it's kind of talked about in the Dave Chappelle, that special where he's like, you know, uh, we're going to go to Ja Rule, see what Ja Rule has to say at this time. <laughs> That's always the joke, but like it really was like TRL. They're like, let's see what Britney Spears has to say about that. Like what are what is Britney Spears take on 9-11? Like before Twitter, yeah. Yeah, they had to call somebody and uh, get their thoughts and prayers and stuff. They're like meaningless, shallow, empty, like... Uh, Just vapid nothingness. Wouldn't it have been awesome, (laughs) though,
2: if that, you know, that's one of Chappelle's most famous stand-up bits ever, but wouldn't it have been awesome if they're like, you know, we got to go to Ja, see what Ja Rule's thoughts are on the matter, and he just goes, death to America, we will make you pay for all of
0: everything that you've done to us. He's just kind of like, listen. I mean, there's two sides to every story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot to them, <laughs> which is actually the more measured
1: response. Like I actually, know, like, <laughs> like it's like, oh, maybe if we didn't fist fuck that entire region, you know, there are all consequences yeah. to being shitty. Mm-hmm. We can never
0: have that, but you can never have that opinion while it's going
1: no 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 not at all you have
0: to you can only have it 20 years in hindsight right
1: that's (laughs) the thing like every you would act like the people act like the war on terror was like you know nowadays everybody's like oh my god what do we do but every one of the motherfuckers who were still in office today voted for it besides bernie sanders so i got to give bernie credit every out like elizabeth were all of them i don't even know if warren was in it back then but certainly pelosi was certainly schumer was uh, they all voted for the war and then they act today dude. like, oh, what a bad war. Oh, yeah.
0: And Obama yeah. Obama was always like, I didn't vote for the war. It's like, yeah, because you couldn't. <laughs> that was always his thing. Yeah. He like, wasn't in Senate at the time. He's like, yeah, yeah. but I didn't though. I'm like, yeah. yeah.
2: Never-
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, either <laughs> did I, dude. Oh, yeah.
2: I also <laughs> didn't vote to ratify slavery, dude. What are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I didn't. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's the- so the- funny. The Missouri Compromise, dude, had nothing to do with that, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) The God, that era
2: of America. We were literally putting like spray painting on our tanks, like, get fucked. Like, it was just just like such a. That's why Team America is truly one of the best movies I have ever seen. Absolutely. It's it's, it's in my top 20 without a doubt.
1: It 100% captured like the ridiculousness of that post 9 11 world in like the best fucking harshest way. Yeah. Like just the fucking best like that, that we were, I rewatched it over in during the pandemic and it's just, it still holds up. Everything's about, it's perfect. It's, um,
0: 2004, which means they started making it in 2003 at least. Um, Uh, the interesting thing to me is the reviews weren't that great, which is insane. Of course. Um, Juvenile, like one of the top critics reviews, Juvenile in the worst sense, confused and frightened by the adult world and begging to be protected. There are too many gags that fall flat and the strain of an all marionette cast shows all too often.
1: What are you talking about? Like, what a bad take. The strains of an all
2: marionette cast. Yeah. (laughs) Like they didn't
1: (laughs) lean into that and intentionally make it stupid. Like, like. God, what a that's bad so,
2: thing! So the actors seemed wooden. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. They were wood.
0: <laughs> this is that's the best like, one. Yeah, when it correct. comes to politics, the South Park boys mistake contempt for humor. Like, yeah. I, I hate that review when they're like, I, I don't know, I just, I just didn't think it was that funny.
1: That's Ooh. even more like um, indicative of how great of a like. Because that came out in a very, like, the media and all the critics are still very, like, respectful of, you know, right. country and yeah. troops and everything. So they they truly did make something that was edgy because it actually pushed back and it wasn't even received well, even though it was absolutely brilliant. And you know that when the South Park guys have their, like, Mark Twain award or whatever the fuck they do later in their careers that when they put it, there'll be, they will that'll be like a seminal moment along with Book of Mormon like, of like, oh my God, everybody like during 9-11, then they came out with this funny ass thing and everybody loved it. And like, no dude, everybody hated it. Well, the the establishment hated it, but everybody, every regular person loved it.
2: Calling them boys is a very good technique for acting like it's not good.
1: Yeah, Totally. Yeah, dismissive. Um, yeah, I love Here's it. one.
0: Um, where did I just see it? Oh, the result seems almost as hypocritical as many of the movie's targets, which ultimately defeats the movie's intentions. November 10th, 2004.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: I don't know. I guess he was upset that they made fun of Matt Damon and Alec Baldwin, probably.
2: Yeah, um, fuck them for doing that. Matt Damon, talk about a guy who so elegantly finds a way to not be more made fun of than he is. He's been in so many yeah. great movies, but then yeah. he goes and does shit like we haven't even talked about that one crypto commercial. Are you guys familiar with the Matt Damon yeah. crypto commercial?
1: But this is the I, I yeah I you can Go ahead, explain, you can explain. I hate how he's getting shit over this. Well,
2: let's let's just talk about the let's just talk about it first. Set right. up what it is. There was a commercial that aired during the Super Bowl and other times in which it was very over the top on like Matt Damon talking to camera like, you know, the original Voyagers of our Earth were unafraid. They were brave and they're showing like v- Magellan and then they eventually show like eventually they show like astronauts going to the moon and it's like, holy, this is dramatic. And then the final line is like, are you willing to brave the new frontier? And then it just says crypto.com. You're like, wait, 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 it was all for that? What the fuck?
1: (laughs) But how is that different from literally every single commercial? Every commercial, the psychology of every commercial is to make you feel like you're something you're not. Like that's why they pick beautiful people to wear clothes. Like if you buy their clothes, you're not a beautiful person by definition. You watch every beer commercial. It's like a lifestyle commercial of everybody – Acting a specific way, or or even like the the more egregious examples are like the car commercials that have the car driving up the side of a of a computer animated building,
2: like with, with every, a, a every, family a family yeah. unit that is intact with no discord in the car.
1: Yeah, so it's like every single commercial is that's the philosophy of every single commercial. And it, it's just that it was cryptocurrency. And some people think that cryptocurrency is a scam, in my opinion, is the reason why so many people started pushing back. But, like, literally, if you watch the Super Bowl and you watch that commercial, there were dozens of commercials that are just like, what about the fucking, like, all the fucking woke commercials and, and shit? Like, the Rosa Parks commercial. And, like, it's a, like, there should all, be a
2: lot that you should all not. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. There's I mean, nothing costs- more ridiculous about the crypto one, is my point.
2: I, I, yeah, I feel you. I mean, it, it is because it's, I think it was the mo- arguably one of the most over-the-top, like, you know, look at how, I mean, clicking buy on your computer is not akin to sailing across an ocean in 1450, right. but your point does remain as far as crypto is in a phase where it's funny how everyone is talking about how we shouldn't shame people and judge people for their interests, except our society really selectively um, chooses what it's okay to be mean to people about. And crypto is one of them. And it sounds like I'm like sensitive about it. I don't care. Like it's fun to make fun of things. But I will say like, it's one thing that like you can just go, oh, you're like a crypto bro. Yeah. And you're like, like what if this is an actual interest for people? Isn't the goal to just tell people it's okay to be, is it nerdy and lame at times? Yeah, probably just like it's nerdy and lame to obsess over fake people that are make believe invented in a show. Like, but we're having fun because it's fun to talk about the show succession. Like these people are real because we both now know them or, and it's like, I don't know. It's just a version of an interest people have. So how come it's more okay for people to be mean to them?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's certain things like, I think now reality TV is in that situation where like every show is like the housewives and all this other stuff is like objectively, like, like if you're just being completely honest, it's, 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 it's like, trash television in the sense of there's no art being had, there's no one's, it's all just people chasing drama, but that's somehow become in the zeitgeist, like an acceptable form of unplugging and, you know, watching trash TV, like John Mulaney will go on fucking the tonight show and and on panel and talk about the housewives. And it's all like, it's off. It's everybody understands that that's okay because it's one of the things that if you make fun of that people don't people just roll your eyes at it or something you know what i mean whereas mm-hmm. other things like crypto which is way more based in something i mean the, the idea of of crypto is decentralizing currencies and, and literally taking the corruption out of currencies and all the manipulation that every country does to, to float their currencies up and there and it's a legit threat to real currencies too, so part of I think the the shitting on it is trying to diminish it mm-hmm. like it's something embarrassing or something meme stocky, you know. And it's to, yeah. to, there are some. I mean, it's not. It's like anything. There are some stock me or um, cryptos that are complete horseshit that are completely pumped up by a bunch of people buying them as a joke, and there are crypto bros who you know maybe you're annoying when they talk about it, but that doesn't take yeah, away from the fact that it's a legit, some people are even saying it's more like a software than a currency, like there's it, so it much.
2: Is. The term yeah, currency is a bad name for it because right. currency makes it sound like we have to exchange it for goods, services and blowjobs. But the fact is, is you don't need to do that. Most of them are, there's like, just like technology that allows you to do other stuff. And yeah, it's right called so. currency because each of them have a public facing currency that can be bought.
0: And you should right. be able to wait uh, to talk your way into a blowjob.
2: You know? That's that's <laughs> right. You just have that's right. right. Speaking of Christian, how's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> you want yeah, to make a
0: two-hour drive, Christian <laughs> to Brooklyn? I think um, I think a lot of it is just the skepticism of like the you know I think people see the crypto you know crypto flag wavers as like. Um, the monorail guy from the Simpsons, the the, the old school huckster, the snake oil salesman, I guess is what I'm looking for. So then they kind of come at it with a certain bit of, uh, you know, uh, caution or whatever, and just go like, yeah, fuck those guys. There's there's a lot of like, I, the smartest person in the room energy with like, I, and the people writing these jokes are, you know, comedy writers, snarky, whatever Mm. comedy writers that probably don't get it. And just make fun of things they don't give a shit about. And right. uh, and then that... It's like memes. They all trickle down from like comedy writers to, to everybody else. And then everybody just has that opinion. Like there's certain... We talked about it before. But there's certain bits that have like started. And then like a comedian came up with. And then they just became popular. Like a popular thought. Like Louis C.K.'s freaking... Um, Everything white people is problems. White people problems. Exactly. Like L- white Louis, like
2: talked. I mean, th- Louie talked about white privilege before it was such a right. you know thing and a buzzword. Not a thing, but yeah. when before it was a thing to talk about. Right. right. And um, he did it in a way. It's part of like how much of a maestro is. Like he did it in a way that was like hilarious, accurate and not self-serving, which so often I feel like so many discussions about white privilege now are so self-serving. And by the way, I kind of feel like all of the like, we're gonna talk about white privilege stuff. I kind of think that has jumped the shark a little bit at least in our area in terms of like, we know. Do you know what I mean? Not like it changes any realities about it. I mean, granted, I think it's a fair discussion to talk about class privilege more than white privilege. Right. They are related. But, uh, yeah, it's just like it's just it's it's akin to, you know, it's almost akin to being like, did you know that like women should be allowed to vote? Like, oh, my God, this very obvious idea. And they should. Women should be allowed to vote.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some. Not all. No. <laughs> That's right. The ones the one, only
2: the only the landowning yeah. ones. Uh wait, did I ever tell you guys this story? A little it's a mini anecdote. Jordan and I had a show in um where were we? We were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is like very, oh, I guess, man. Amish-ish. And then yeah. there's also adjacent to Amish are what I can only say are probably more conservative folk. And I say that because it's about 15 minutes to showtime. I'm in the back, just going over my jokes, looking at my notebook. And this guy's at a table with his buddies, men in their 40s. And one of them said the point, hey man, that's why I think the only people that should be allowed to vote are landowners. And yeah, I, in that moment, I was like, dude, you know how progressive I have to be to offset how conservative that guy is you know what i mean like i have to be like no the only people who should be allowed to vote are gender fluid non-binary yeah. <laughs> fucking dyed purple that
1: armpit is, having man that's like it's so uh, such an unreasonable take that he's so conservative that he's talking about issues that aren't even like hot button issues. No. You know what I mean? It's not like he's talking about global warming or guns or something that you can rightfully have an opinion on. He's literally talking about shit that was settled literally 18, 100 years ago.
2: 1830, <laughs> dude, dude, he's more conservative than 1875.
1: <laughs> Dude try try 81787.
2: Dude yeah, he eradicated the or
1: eradicated. Is that the, when it happened? 1887 1787 was the year that like the US Constitution was signed.
2: Is that when they were like the Bill of Rights and the whites they were like I don't know they never said whites, but is that, was it just an unspoken rule that only white dudes could vote? Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I don't even think well, it was I mean, unspoken.
1: It was ta- it was like literally I I don't know what the voting policy was under the Articles of Confederation that was adopted after the Revolutionary War, before the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. But I do know for a fact that when they were making the Constitution and ratifying it, that was up for debate on who was allowed to vote. And there were people who were like only educated landowning people should be able to vote. And they thankfully didn't go that route. But it was definitely on the table, it was definitely in the discussion.
0: It's uh, on here in the early history of the US, some states allowed only white male adult property owners to vote, while others either did not specify race or specifically protected the rights of men of any race to vote. Freed slaves could vote in four states. Women were largely prohibited from voting as were men without property.
2: Wow. That is so offensive to treat men without property like they're women. That is so <laughs> fucked up. Our country is so fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so um, it's kind of, it is kind of funny that if they didn't explicitly say in some States like white dudes, only a woman showing up to the booth and they're like, you know, she, she's like, I want to vote. And they're like, yeah, but you know, come on. Yeah. And she's like, it doesn't say. And they're like,
0: yeah, that's how you know,
2: <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? Like, right, come on. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, that's so, so re, real quick. I just wanted to go back just one second about the crypto.com commercial. The thing that I find funny about that is they equate all this stuff to like Ferdinand Magellan, like on these ships, like exploring the new world. And you're like, well, I mean, a lot of the people on those ships died on the way there. So like, what are you saying about crypto? (laughs) (laughs) Like, A lot of you
2: are going to get burned. (laughs) But But one of you will be remembered.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Most of you will be left holding the bag.
2: Uh, That's so funny, Christian. They're like, all these great travelers from yesteryear. And then it just shows the Hindenburg.
1: (laughs) The Titanic.
2: (laughs) People not afraid of yeah. achieving greatness in this <laughs> fucking rape of Nanking. I don't know. Uh, hey, even rape say, of Nan. who what the, who was Nanking and why did they get raped? Oh boy. I don't know. But I
1: what a question. The, that sounds like the headline. Imagine, line.
2: imagine <laughs> a rape
0: so important that people are like the Nat King rape. <laughs> like
1: Jesus.
2: That is that what it really was called. I, it. I guess it was it was a massacre, but it's it's also oh, okay. known as the rape of Nate. Yeah, okay. That just shows yeah, so how they little used I am it now.
1: They used it the way like gamers use Pwn. Like they're like yes. they're saying, Dude, the massacre was so bad, let's just call it a rape. Like that's a colloquialism, isn't it? Like, no one would refer to a mass, a massacre as a rape. You're you Unless right. you're saying the only people who would call a massacre a rape are on Xbox Live right now.
2: <laughs> well, dude, I mean, we have, yeah, you're right, because we have our own stuff with Vietnam where uh, there's one that's called the anal demolition of Vietnam. Um, <laughs> if you look it up, that's in the history books. It's colloquially known among historians as the anal demolition. Of-
1: Remember that battle in the Revolutionary War that we now refer to as the fisting of the redcoats? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually think that would be sick because they're British. And- yeah, dude. George Washington fisted him, dude. <laughs> the dick dude. slap of
0: 1882. <laughs> dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we shlonged them we absolutely shlonged them oh uh, man by the way i always you always got to realize of all territories for the uk to give up they fucked up by giving us up they would have been fine yeah. without some of the other ones you know who needs yeah. like i don't know malaysia or some shit but we too- us come on
0: we were too hard to control because we were so far i mean if you had planes now na- then it had been like the two day war, but, but mean, back then it was just too hard <laughs> to like govern and control. And like, you know, it's like sending over a guy like, Hey, you know, travel five months and uh, go collect some taxes for me. And the guy's right. got to be like, first of all, the guy's <laughs> going to be like, all right, that loyal to take the trip. Second, like when he gets there, he's going to be like, <sighs> like can you just say you paid them like and that would e- be me <laughs> like,
2: and then every american is just going
0: fuck you fuck uh, you
2: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and then 5 months later the, you go back to the king he's like they said fuck you what uh go back there and tell them <laughs> and then they, bring this musket <laughs> i know then they go back and it's 5 months later and they're like Hey, we already started our whole other country (laughs) by the time we came back. So we're kind of good.
2: People were dumb as fuck. Like uh, One of the things that America, I guess, implemented or utilized was guerrilla warfare. How the fuck were we the first ones to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't stand there in plain sight to be picked (laughs) up. Maybe see those trees with a shitload of cover. Maybe it's a good idea to hide and not wear... Bright red, a yeah. not naturally occurring color in in the, in the
1: nature. It would be yeah. Funny the warfare back like, then. Yeah, go ahead, Christian.
0: It would be funny to think of like the American soldiers back then, the American militia dressed up in like camo. <laughs> like camo <hats> <laughs> I don't know why, in muskets. They painted have- their
1: the paint of their face like Rambo, like it's all. Yeah. Like- dude they
2: have bumper stickers on their horses that say it say I don't call 911 I call 357 <laughs> <laughs> Beware of dog and gun
1: <laughs> I think that's so funny like I've seen that I think we've made, may, I might have made this joke on the podcast before but wow like I literally see those like I don't call nine one one, and there's a picture of a gun. Yeah. It's like so if you're having a heart attack, you're gonna shoot yourself in the heart. Like, <laughs> like it's 911 isn't isn't the fucking it's the, literally it's paramedics. Like, like they're trying to save lives.
2: Uh, uh so I don't call 911. Your house is burning down. What are you gonna shoot out the flames? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. I'll don't fucking call fuck you, flame.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like, or it
0: could just be like a Depressed person. I don't call nine one one. She's like, I just kill myself. <laughs> if my house is on fire. It's over, man.
2: <laughs> oh man, lots of talk of our great country. We can talk right. about uh, a great thing that came out. Well, I don't know if it's great. We can call, talk about a recent movie release. Oh yeah, um, that I think all of us saw, and it's the Batman. And if you are listening, just know. Probable spoilers ahead, so we would forgive likely. you if you turn this off, but we're gonna have fun talking about it. As Christian said before, the pod, it's been a week. If you hadn't seen it, go come on. By the way, I like how the whole like spoiler amount of window of opportunity it used to be something sacredly protected. Now it's like, dude, it's been 30 minutes. Fuck you, go see <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. But Especially the Batman you go on Instagram, if I you know. Go on Instagram, it's like, dude, you can't do anything. like you know, if you go on and like, oh, shit, I, I'm not going to be able to watch like whatever game or whatever. If you go uh, before I leave work, you know, you get home like just on the way back from work. If you're on the train or something, you check your phone on Instagram. It's over. Like they already told you who won the score, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like you got to literally stay off your phone. But anyway, sorry. The Batman, Matt Reeves is directorial debut as a Matt, as a Batman director. Robert Pattinson is the Batman. Colin Farrell, Robert Pattinson,
1: in
2: his film debut.
0: In his film debut,
2: Uh, Um, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And dude, I am so annoyed that he's the Penguin. I am so annoyed because he's good looking. Why? He's a leading man already. What the fuck? We can't give the fat guys the fat guy parts now. We got to make the guy who already was getting all the leading man parts, the fat character actor parts. Is that not annoying? Is that not annoying? Paul Giamatti must be spinning in his fucking grave. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He must be going,
2: dude, this is why it's bullshit. It takes three and a half hours to put on all of those prosthetics and fat suit and makeup. Paul Giamatti is not three and a half hours a day plus, like, six makeup artists worse
1: of an actor than Colin Farrell. I think they nailed it because they changed Penguin from being, like, a cartoonish villain, which is kind of silly, too. Like, if you're living – if you're doing it in a plausible Batman universe, someone who the Penguin is, is like a mob boss. He's like the underboss, and he's like – he kind of looks like a penguin, so they call him Penguin, but it's not – so cartoony i mean paul giamatti is an amazing actor so anytime you're talking about casting him i'm not, not going to disagree with you i mean the
2: general point of casting a hot guy to and then fatting him up <laughs> with all of that money all it's so expensive it takes time why you, give us get, a character actor that's his part
0: what the hell man yeah paul yeah, giamatti but, fired com- his agents after this
1: yeah. <laughs> <What> the <laughs> fuck, but the dude. thing but the thing is though is like Colin Farrell has, hasn't has really been a quote leading man in a while like he's kind of yeah. only doing these character roles now because he you know he was like the it guy for like 10 minutes in like the early mid 2000s or whatever it was um, but his parts now are like if he's the leading man in it it's probably an indie you know yeah. or like a series he's not really the a box office draw like um, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be Batman let's say you know I, can't,
0: um, I actually can't believe Colin Farrell has survived this long.
1: In like, the Me Too era?
0: No, not in the Me Too era. Oh. Just in, in terms of like acting. like it's, He's a good being, actor. He's a good actor, but being a star and like he had the thing was, he came out in Minority Report in 2002, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh shit, this dude though, this dude. And then he came out with like SWAT and a couple of yeah. bombs. And it kind of should have been over for him. And then he was in like, he's just started taking like uh, supporting roles and he was pretty good in those. And like, he was in some, he was in a Woody Allen movie, which I thought was really good. Uh, was with he? Ewan McGregor with Ewan McGregor is called, I don't even know if you can find it anymore for a number of reasons. It wasn't that well received. And it also like is a Woody Allen movie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then he started like, he's, he did seven psychopaths and in, in Bruges and like, he was just getting a good, he was being like a good actor. He was just doing the Johnny Depp thing of like just being a supporting role in like indie movies or whatever for a while until I'm trying to get some Oscar roles. But like bravo to him for sustaining for so long because like he's still weirdly a household name, even though like what's your favorite Colin Farrell movie?
2: Yeah, I I exactly yeah. yeah but even that is like not like a household a name movie it's yeah, exactly. like you're into movies wit and you heard it was good and I saw it and it was it was fine it was good. um it was it's a it's a pretty good movie um, yeah
0: pretty good movie
2: it's a pretty good and there can be even like indie cool movies can be pretty good <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah you're right he, he has sustained a career I mean despite never being in anything iconic yeah
0: he um um, he i saw him in new york one time it was uh i felt bad it was weirdly like he didn't want to be noticed but it was because uh it was the weekend he did the total recall reboot movie you remember mm -hmm. that and it was supposed to be like this huge deal it was like his return to like leading man stuff after he'd done like good work for a while and then the movie bombed and i saw him on the street like he's just picking up chinese food or whatever he had like his picking up his delivery and someone was like colin farrell and he put up like two fingers and kept walking and i was like ah he's just like he's seeing the movie's not doing well And he's just i just want some food and i'm gonna go inside and chill <laughs> like that's,
2: uh, that's so he had funny. like
0: that's the best way i could describe his walk of like i don't want to be noticed i don't like it's not I'm not having the best time i just want food and i'm gonna
2: watch a movie inside and like no, 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 no. And Christian can definitely recognize that on a person. <laughs> yes.
1: Because yes. you're
2: like, that's my default state. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I was barking <laughs> on um, Greenwich Village, like, probably had a bad set that night and had and did the same walk.
2: <laughs> you're like, I just want to fucking eat shitty Chinese food, eat $10, amazingly bad Chinese, but amazing Chinese food.
0: And that's right. so
2: funny. That his his that life of being a very famous celebrity. It's still a sad walk to get Chinese food. The only difference between his and ours is one person yells from a distance their name. Yeah. (laughs) And now that I think about it, like that wouldn't enhance my life that much. Right. If someone was just like Brett Rabel. Yeah.
0: "Yeah." I forgot who it was. It was, um, I don't know. Somebody was saying that fame like turns every, every place you go to into a small town. And that's basically what it is. is It's like, imagine if you were in a small town, everybody knows you, and you're walking by with Chinese
2: food. And someone goes, Brett! (laughs) Right, right, right. But then it's also a small town filled with people you have no fucking clue who they are. Right, exactly. And they feel a connection to you because they saw you play Jack Reacher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Batman. Yeah, what did you think? What did you guys think?
2: Guys... I think it probably goes on the list of pretty good movies. Mm. I think it's impossible not to have comparisons to the original greatest movie of all time, Dark Knight. And I love you said uh, original. It's the
0: original. Just, it's like, Michael it. Keaton never happened. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, for <laughs> me in my lifetime, that's the original and only Batman. I mean, there's, yeah, there's people now who are, that's their first Batman movie. So it's like. It just felt, uh, you know, it wasn't really that much of a ride pulling you forward. It was kind of slow and plodding and overwrought and a lot going on. And there was never an iconic moment. And it had a weak climax as far as like, oh, wow. So his climax is just beating the fuck out of 500 losers who are laptop (laughs) idiots. Uh, Like uh, he just had to beat up neckbeards for the climax of the movie. Plus, the villain scenes suck because the villain, we never even interact with the villain in a scene. He just is webcamming. Not compelling watching someone webcam. They're not scary. You don't feel them act. You're just looking at a phone. And I know they're trying to update it by having it be like, here was his Twitch stream. But it doesn't mean I can't say narratively, it doesn't function as strongly as watching them in the world. Anyway, that's a lot. But what's thoughts. your
0: what's your connection to like Batman in terms of like comics uh, growing up? Is that like a big thing in your life? Or is it just kind of like, eh, you know, Batman's fine?
2: No, it's a not a big thing in my life. Never re- read the comics. I mean, as a kid, you have a Batman superhero toy because, yeah. you know, it's inevitable. But I was never really like into Batman. Yeah. Uh, into it into it and uh, I remember watching the original movies like when I was a kid like the the really the really like silly ones yeah where well, you know ice to meet you and sure, stuff I like see. that um but even that as kitschy and campy as it is is iconic yeah. I don't think there's an iconic moment from this new one I disagree uh, I think I
1: think there's I think I mean, iconic moments are also kind of something you don't realize until years later, almost like what what's going to be the big thing or whatever. I don't know. I think we're a little bit too close to it to say that there's no iconic moments, because one, that car chase scene was fucking brilliant and awesome. And the way it was shot was beautiful. Um, there's I mean, I got to watch the movie again, because, you know, when you see something once it kind of you need to like really go in again. But. I thought, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was a very good, not ever pretty good. I thought it was a very good movie. I thought that the villain, I, I agree with you, the villain wasn't necessarily driving the plot forward as much, but I kind of was okay with it because there was a lot of other stuff going on. Batman was kind of leading the plot. Whereas in the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight is more of a Joker movie than it is a Batman movie. Like the ba- Batman, we were talking about it yesterday, Brett. But the ba- Batman and the Dark Knight, he was almost. Like, I don't know, his motivation in that movie was so boring. It's like, oh, he wants to get with this girl who will only be with him if he's not Batman anymore. So he thinks So he's that, trying to
2: get this guy elected because he thinks that will. It's like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> boring. That's so human.
1: No, but she stinks. Like, she's, she's – Rachel – What's her name? Rachel. She's a made-up character. She wasn't in the. I comics. literally
0: almost said Dolazal. Like when yeah, I, I almost never... said Dolazal
1: too. <laughs>
2: Imagine them remaking it with Rachel Dolazal as the prize. But,
1: but she's she's a very two-dimensional character. That's fine. And, uh, it's a great it's like. Not fine when the motivation of the character is centered around her, it's not fine. You need it is the, fine. Need no, it. because no, no, no,
2: no, no. In the same way, that's just an implicit thing you have to accept. Like,
1: yes, I know what you're going to say. You do accept that tertiary characters aren't going to be fully developed characters and that some people are just plot devices to move to platform. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But if you're making the key, the hero of this of the story is Batman. Right. If you're making his motivation based off of a tertiary undeveloped character, it lessens the arc of Batman in that particular movie. Like the Joker was the lead of that movie. He's even on the fucking poster. He's the cover of the movie. Like, so I think this movie was more centered around Batman and not so much the villain, which I was okay with.
2: Christian, you're, you're a connection to Batman. You, yeah, You a, know, superhero movies better than both of us. Yeah. yeah I have a, I have
0: a, no, I have a pretty deep connection to Batman. Uh, I love the character and I think there's certain things. There are certain things that I need from the movie that you probably don't or that I will let go that you won't like, I full frontal Brett, nudity. Yeah,
2: full
0: male. Front- <laughs> I think Brett, if you're walking into the movie, you're going like, um, "I just want to see a good movie." And I want to see, does it, yeah, does it check that box or not? I don't really care about if they're satisfying things in the lore. So when I'm watching it, I see things like, "Oh, they're doing that from the comics. Oh, that checks. That you know, that's correct. That's you know, they're checking boxes that the character has done in the past or like have or fits in the comics." I I was surprised that they allowed somebody to make this movie like that and it struck me when I was watching it like that um, even in the Nolan movies the last trilogy Batman Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises movies that were hailed as like such cinematic oh this is cinematic and like you know really good filmmaking I was like I've never seen like a point of view shot in a Batman movie ever, like where that first scene where he's walking in um, with the cops and it's the shot from him and you see the cops looking at him. I thought it was a pretty brilliant take of like, I've never seen that of like cops. It just pointed out the fact like this dude's a fucking weirdo. Like imagine you're a bunch of cops at a crime scene.
1: A a dude in a goddamn bat
0: suit (laughs) suit comes in and you have to treat him like he's a serious guy. Like Like, you can't just go like, what the fuck are you wearing a bat suit for? Um, Worst
2: moment in the movie though, one of them.
0: Really? Oh,
2: wait. No, 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 no. When uh, the cops said, uh, hey, how about you tell Zoro over there to get it together? And I go, when I saw that, I go, you fucking ruined it. (laughs) Why? You fucking ruined it. because What what? Because Zorro, you're gonna make a Zorro reference. This is supposed to be its own universe. I'm like, why are we referencing pop culture from our own world when this they're building out this other world as far as like different politicians and this is Gotham, and then they reference a movie from 2003. I uh, literally well, it hate. More than- <laughs> oh boy. I hate pop culture <laughs> references.
1: I hate them.
2: Zorro is a, a a
0: really really old character.
1: Yeah, yeah, very old character. And also, bad, in, in bad the reference. Comics,
0: also in the comics, the the play that um, he was going to see a Zorro movie the night that his parents got killed, and that's one of the re- he always looked up to Zorro. And oh really? That's well, where he got the idea.
2: Maybe I don't have enough information from which to judge this fucking piece of shit.
0: But again, that's I mean, what I'm listen, saying. It's like that's Batman. Batman well, takes place in a,
1: yeah, Batman takes place in a fictional city, but it's takes place in America. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's, I understand it. Like I understand that sometimes a reference can take, take you out of something. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with this one in particular. Um, And I don't think referencing Zora, I don't know. What I loved about this movie especially was that in, and what I thought they, I thought Nolan did a good job in the very first Batman and to the second Batman, his uh, Dark Knight. He did a he did a pretty good job of it then, too. But the third one, he did an atrocious job, uh, and that is making Gotham feel like its own city. Like Gotham felt real as fuck in this movie. Like it was so Well done, like you could tell it's based off of New York because Gotham is based off of New York, but they changed so much and you didn't like just do these fucking they did these transition shots in The Dark Knight Rises and it's just the fucking Freedom Tower and the Brooklyn Bridge. And then like in the background of a scene, you see that the fucking subway and they're at the New York Stock Exchange. They go down Park Avenue and rip all the the rich people out of Park Avenue. Like it was so lazy. Yeah. In my opinion, and it was like, oh, this is just New York City. There's nothing about this that's remotely Gotham City. But this movie in particular was, in my opinion, the best Gotham but, ever portrayed it, on screen.
2: Fair. But can we agree the climax of the movie stunk? Because it was literally what makes Dark Knight so good? It makes it so good because when he's beating up the Joker, he says, you think I would battle for Gotham's soul in a fist fight with you? All that movie was, was a fist fight with the bad guys and they were faceless goons. They were like, like what, why am I supposed to care? Of course, he's going to beat the fuck out of these losers. Well, it was like, this is whereas Dark Knight, it has like such a huge suspense of humanity. What are they going to do? And, uh, like, these little – these people get arcs. These people we don't even fucking know get good arcs on the boat. It was so great. To the to the earlier
0: point, it was funny to me. I've always – it annoys me in Dark Knight Rises when when they, like – you see the subway thing and it just says Wall Street. Like, they didn't even change the train number right. sign. Right. Like,
1: <laughs> but it's but like all was, the G- – yeah. It's
0: the one train. You're like, oh, I can just, I know exactly where that is. But this one was great. It's But you are,
2: Christian, quite Christian, you are right. It is funny. And the Dark Knight, he's like, alright, uh, meet me at 11th of 1st. I'm outside the Chase Bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but I I'm outside Katz's Deli. <laughs> 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 There's
0: was like Giuliani shit all over the place. Still yeah, over yeah. You didn't want to take that out? Yeah. Um, uh no, but I did love how like it there's some establishing shots where you're like, oh, that's Times Square, but it's not time, it's not Times Square, but it's modeled after Times Square. It's, right. it's kind of it, but not really. Like it's not exactly right. perfect. It's a little bit Chicago, but not really. I thought that yeah. was really well done. Um but the thing about the ending was uh I, I wasn't crazy about the I don't I don't know why Batman has become and maybe it's the Nolan the Nolan of it all where like Batman has become this thing where it has to like be, it has to be like a mirror of the zeitgeist or something like, right. it, like now it has to be like Batman stories has to be about like the political landscape of society right now. In, like, I don't like yeah. I enjoyed the movie the whole way through. It was a serial killer movie. It was like seven very much. I mean, it, yeah. So like nakedly,
1: uh, like seven. inspired
0: by 7 um and uh but that ending with the the riddler this it, it is amazing how much you could do with 500 followers apparently <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's so funny yeah, and then five hundred,
2: dude that was another thing i didn't believe about the universe this guy's got his fucking twitches on the telecast on the news yeah. And then he only has
1: five hundred followers. I'm like, get right. out of
2: town. If you're and on the news, you would have a thousand
1: Like I took that as, I I I took that as it was not where he was posting his stuff was not mainstream. It wasn't list. like yeah. he was posting it on the Facebook of Gotham City. It was like achan chan you know what I mean? Which was- you still would have more than five hundred followers, but yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't have I mean, I know there's always gonna be logic problems in movies like that. I, I didn't find that such so, a big deal. But um they were I, so big. The one, one, I'll say is real quick. I thought, real quick.
0: Hold on. Yeah. I, it was funny though. If you look at the, uh, if you look at his last stream that they show, he had like three dislikes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it um, just says, it, it just says Bruce Wayne, uh, Selena <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> oh, shit. it just says
0: fake and gay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. What,
1: um, now I'm trying to remember. What- I think uh, my I, – I I mean I know what you mean, the the but the, the the thing is when you're watching a superhero movie, you know that the superhero is going to win at the end in some way. So to me, I don't know, for there to be like a quote-unquote like payoff or something along those lines or the, the ending was anticlimactic, there, I think that that's always going to be the case. Like if Batman lost and then died – He didn't, like, oh, but he didn't – But that's – that's what made, like I thought the Batman arc was so much more interesting. And he distant. didn't
2: lose anything. He didn't lose anything. And Dark Knight, he lost the woman he loved. That's like
1: wow. That's yeah, something. This but, movie, oh, he I just think like, no, no. I think that's yeah, so but, wrong. He lost the the illusion of his father. Like yeah, like that to me, like was such an important part of this movie, which was like, even great people can do things that they're not proud of and an unintended consequence. Thomas Wayne's unintended consequences where he got that reporter killed. Bruce Wayne's unintended consequences where he was a vigilante and then he ended up inspiring psychopaths and he's kind of responsible for the Riddler. To me, I thought like, there was a lot there with the characters arc that was interesting. And then he was like, I have to become a new hero. Because if I just keep pummeling people in the streets, I'm gonna and and I I keep stowing uh, stoking chaos, I'm just going to create more chaos. So he's like, I need to shift who I am as a is a leader of the city if I so want to So what is do he going to do
2: now like run for political office like No mm-hmm. but he, you saw him at
1: the end instead of just beating up guys he was like literally evacuating people out of the city and helping them And in even an and even that was
2: bad because it was like oh what so the flood just arbitrarily stops now like they like didn't justify What are you talking
1: about though they, they say in the mo- like she's doing the conference at the end and she's like We got to re- She's up. like the, no, flood, no, 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 the no. flooding will take months to clean up it's like a disaster it's like a Katrina situation like, it, it, like the flooding just stops. He
2: didn't do anything to stop the flooding. Like, I don't know. Couldn't. Exactly. So it's just like, it just floods. And, but now it stops for them to safely get out. And I mean, I, the movie was, I don't know. The, it was so illogical. And there was, I'll say this. If you want to know what's better, Dark Knight, name me one quote from the Batman movie. I can name a ho- Dark Knight. I'm not wearing hockey pants. That line is better than most of the Batman.
1: I, I think it's unfair to judge him in that regard because we've all seen the Dark Knight a hundred times, and they, it came out years and years and years ago, and it's become so iconic. We just saw this movie. I saw it on Saturday. It was four days. He ago. He
2: said the words, "I'm vengeance." I cringe so hard. That's when he from said that.
1: the fucking thing, though. That's I from know, the canon you, of Batman. But it's like, so cringy. It's just cringy. Um, eh, I, I don't know I, I didn't think so but
0: about the ending or like his arc or whatever it, it is interesting because he starts off as yeah it's exactly what whitmer said it's like he starts off as like i'm just gonna pummel my problems away or like you know beat people into justice and i, I thought there was like I, i've been thinking about this movie a lot lately and and like i don't know about message but maybe it's just the prism that i'm like taking refracting from but like Like, it did seem like there's sort of a message about, like, justice, like, vigilante justice in terms of, like, maybe social justice warriors in the sense that, like, you know, you can, like, mob up against people or you can, like, you know, people that do wrong. You can beat the shit out of them or you can have a little compassion and, like, instead try to help people instead of going after somebody and, like, because all you're going to do is create fucking QAnon people and resentment and stuff i think there's like there's two movies right now well not two movies but like peacemaker was like that in that like it's about like uh it's about like how do you work with people who are different than you and like not necessarily same share the same values of you or like are like deplorable in some ways like you still gotta you still have to like be in a society with somebody so i thought there was like there's something to that with this movie and maybe I'm like looking at that because, you know, for whatever reason, my sensitivity is there. But like I thought there was like a me- there's kind of a message of like instead of like beating up the, the people that you like the criminals or like the villains in your life, like, you know, try to help others instead of trying to, you know, yeah, instill your own the- brand of justice.
1: It's a. Uh, it, it, I mean, listen. I'm. I. Uh, I've been reading just a little bit about before this movie. I watched this movie a little bit about like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and like their biggest disagreement was Martin Malcolm X thought you had to be militant and you had to meet confront things head on and attack things, and Martin Luther King said like you can you know love is the only way and like light is the only way to bring out darkness and all those other things. And I think like if you if you look at it like Martin Luther King was definitely like his 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 uh, tactics were definitely more effective than Malcolm X's tactics, because if you just attack something you're mad at, you're you're not going to you're not going to kill the idea and you're Mm -hmm. just going to create more aggression and more problems and things like that. So I guess maybe that was because I was reading about that before I saw it, and maybe that was part of the reason why I, I I don't know i resonated i guess with that because batman decided like was like oh shit i can't just beat the shit out of people and all the problems of the city will go away like that's kind of an ineffective way of fighting crime is to just beat the shit out of people because yeah. that doesn't well, really change anybody's minds You know, we
2: haven't we haven't talked about one thing in the movie that we have to talk about
1: mm. which
2: was paul dano delivering mm. quite the overacting performance. Yeah, okay. And that's I, being polite. I, I this dude been, literally was like,
0: why
2: would you? I'm like, dude, you, this is not good.
0: Yeah, but are you surprised from the fucking dude who's like, get out, demon, get out. Like, <laughs> he overacts in everything, dude. He's but like, it's get out, devil. But it
2: sometimes is good. And the thing about overacting is it sometimes is fucking exhilarating. And yeah. the other, when it's not, Boy, does it make you go like this guy's a fucking professional actor?
0: All right, here's a here's a great here's a great three. Like, I'll give you my top three. What? He's in the top three young, and he, one of them is not even young anymore. Top three young overacting actors of all time. First of all, yeah. Ben Ben Foster. Uh, you I probably have it. to look oh, him up.
1: Man, I fucking love Ben Foster, dude. did he overacting.
0: overacts like. Dude, in everything, dude, the messenger with Woody Harrelson, like, he needs to stop. Dude. He, uh,
1: I didn't see that.
0: You got to take it down three notches, dude. I don't know how you let him get away with some of that shit. Second is Paul Dano. You got to, you got to, Paul, uh, can I talk to you in the corner a bit? Let's just take <laughs> it down. Like, take it down like yeah. 30%. 30%. Let, and, and let's do it again. All right, thanks. Oh, awesome, Paul. Awesome, Paul. Let's take it down another 10%. You got to <laughs> you gotta wrangle these people in. And number one is Jared Leto. Jared Leto. And I said, he, he's right. not even young anymore. He's You know Jared Leto's 50? Uh, what? Jared uh, Leto is 50 years old. That's uh, insane.
1: They're, those that's three, the, those three to, a,
0: to me are like, anytime they act, they're acting for their real. And they're acting yeah. for fucking like... They they're they're trying to show you how hard they're acting. They don't
1: they're trying way too hard. It's like when she when fucking on Suicide Squad, he was sending dead birds to people in the cast. I was like, dude, you're the worst guy ever. And I literally and and I just want to say, like, I, I think in terms of the American public, I was on the very forefront of calling this guy a fucking bitch. Even before he got the Joker, (laughs) even before he got that, I was like, this dude fucking sucks. He sucks. Everything about him is phony. He's fucking fake. Someone on Reddit posted something along the lines of like, they wait, like, celebrity. Like, it was like something on Reddit where it was like, have you ever met a celebrity and they're a dick to you or whatever? Someone said that like, uh, he was uh, waiting in line at like Warp Tour for 30 seconds to Mars and he wanted to get an autograph. And he like gets up to the front of the line or whatever and... Jared Leto was like, "I will only sign merch that you bought here," so the guy had to like get out of line, go buy a, a overpriced sixty dollars t shirt, get back in line, and he was almost at the front of the line again. And Jared Leto was like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore," and he left. Oh, and I'm man. like, "I'm like, yeah, man, this is uh this is exactly who I thought Jared Leto was ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago, I thought that was who Jared Leto was. Sometimes you just know by a dude's face, you just fucking yeah. know." But, anyway,
0: but back to Paul Dano, yeah, he's, uh, there was, I liked, I, I thought the performance was pretty good up until that, that last scene, specifically that, oh, oh,
2: oh. Yeah. And he looked
0: like the Riddler. He looked like he had did, the perfect, when he was cast, I was like, that's, he looks like the Riddler. Did you, right. I hate nah, that how, how,
2: what is your response as someone who likes good writing to the fact that, they had this twisted guy start singing Ave Maria. What is your response? Is like just, just, I, do, just, What are your thoughts on that? I imagine that wasn't in the script.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It> totally. <laughs> I'm was. sure
0: that was. Is it really?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I listened to a Matt Reeves interview, and he's like, he even was like, he called out that moment. He's like, I had that moment. I wanted to put it very specifically after that. Oh, what happened? Hmm. He really wanted Ave Maria, yeah.
2: I yeah. thought that was such a – truly, and I like the Batman. I like the movie. So I've been harsh on it because you guys have been pro. But I thought him singing Ave Maria was like – it was like fucking a bingo card for I Have a Twisted Villain. Like he yeah. was just <laughs> like
1: yeah. – yeah, I was yeah.
2: like, really, bro? Ave yeah. fucking Maria as like – yeah, the moment yeah. he's owning Bruce Wayne, and by the way, he says Bruce Wayne into the camera. The camera captures it. That better get dealt with because someone else knows he's Bruce Wayne. No,
0: but that was the but, thing. He he didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know he was Bruce Wayne. He, he was saying, Bruce "Yeah, that Wayne was the twist. Bruce Wayne, that was the guy that we did. That was the one
1: guy he one didn't kill. we didn't
0: get, and then because that moment he's like, oh shit, he fucking knows, and then he's like." Yeah, it was the only one we didn't get. And he's like, oh shit. Thank God I didn't say anything. Anyway,
2: you kind of have a similar jaw to him. Do you huh? And and like no one can tell who it is. That's but that's a Batman thing. That's a superhero thing. Like that's that's a superhero thing. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
0: That's the one thing uh, that bothers me about Superman. It's like if he has the thing about Superman's glasses, it's like if nobody either nobody knows it or everybody knows it. If one yeah. person goes, Hey, you're Superman. Like then that's bullshit. If nobody, nobody can tell, then I'm like, that's
2: fine. I'll buy it. Right. Right. I just mean, don't ever bring it up Yeah, in the movie. So the Batman, not, not a great villain. We just watched him on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> no iconic quotes. Maybe I am vengeance. Um,
1: that, but I, but I, well, that's what I kind of liked about this because it wasn't the traditional superhero movie. It was like a detective movie. It was like a, a suspense movie. It wasn't and, like the catchphrase. It wasn't like the cool line. It wasn't like the three or four comic relief jokes to make. It didn't have the blockbuster uh, formula. They it did was, it keep it.
2: You're right. They kept the entertainment value lower.
0: See, Where I was <laughs> of. that's really funny uh see i
1: I mean they actually did i truly think it's like like, i'm like i'm like just personally like there's been so many blockbuster movies like every single avengers movie every single spin-off of the avengers movies every other type of that like it was refreshing for me to be like oh i'm glad i'm not getting beaten over the head with like cool moments like sometimes you're just like it's just so eye-rolling like in that avengers Like the intro to i think it was like the second avengers movie like the it's like the avengers are just they always just like deploy very defeatable villains just to show off all of the avengers like oh the hulk did this oh and then he goes over to the iron man and he's doing this and then and it's just like so eye and i'm glad that this didn't have that type of like formula
2: no, they didn't have defeatable villains at all. All you had to do was beat up fifty neckbeards.
0: <laughs> the uh there's there's one thing. Um yeah, there's like a thing now in movies where I feel like every movie, especially superhero movies, like we saw in Spider-Man No Way Home, where like they have they feel like they have to have the applause moment, like the Woo uh, yeah. the Theater. This didn't really yeah. have any of those Where there's no That's like last-minute save. There's no whatever. But I wonder. And uh, because this movie has been on like a lot of people's lists, like people for some reason this week have been making lists of like, all right, top Batman movies. And this is very high up on a lot of people's lists. And I wonder how it's going to hold up on a repeat viewing once you already know the mystery, like because a lot of it's propelled by the mystery of like, well, what's happening? What's the plot? And I don't I wonder like after you've already you already know what's happening. uh, Right. If it holds up and you're interested in rewatching it.
1: Right. I will say that one of the most underrated aspects of the movie so far is some of the shots were fucking yeah. so cool and beautiful and shot. But I I that's a good question because I think that's the thing about The Dark Knight that's so great is the rewatchability of it. Yeah. And like that is like they have that podcast the rewatchables and it's like mm-hmm. the definition is like a movie that if it's on cable You just will always sit down and watch 15 minutes of it. Like that's the dark Knight every fucking time. Like every time you see it on TNT or something, you're like, I'm going to at least watch until the next commercial break because that movie was, it's, it's like that. And I don't know if this was, and I don't think anybody knows until the the test of time or whatever. It's also three hours. So, you know, it's not going to be, I don't think like the, the, the rewatchable, like, some of these other ones and stuff, but that's what I kind of liked about it. I think when people zig, you have to zag. And I think he did something that was different. And I agree with what Christian said earlier. It's like, I'm surprised they let him make this because I actually, with well, the interview I listened to him, like they asked him about it when he was doing post-production for the last planet of the Ips movie, he made Matt Reeves and, they, they had a script ready and they sent him the script and he goes, well, this is cool. And it had other DC characters and it. it was like building out the DC universe. He goes, this is a very cool script, but this is like, not me. So I wouldn't go in this direction with Batman. So I appreciate you sending it to me, but you should pick somebody else. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa what, what was your idea? And then <laughs> yeah. that's, he, he came up with this kind of thing. And then he
2: goes, <laughs> and then he goes,
0: <laughs> he goes, guys, guys, Two words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's he's twisted. twisted. They're sitting yeah. in a meeting like, is this, are we, is this cool? I don't know yeah. if this is cool. Is this cool?
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's also setting up the next one, which by the way. Sure. The, the, oh,
0: that was the worst part of the movie. You, the part? setting up? The setting up of the next movie.
1: You think that was the worst part of the movie?
0: I hated that. Where the, the Joker scene, we can spoil uh-huh. it. Yeah, The Joker scene was, it was so out of place. And somebody made the point that it's like, it kind of betrayed everything that movie was doing. It was like all the spinoffy, like the Marvely stuff that yeah. was in every other movie, this movie didn't have and was like doing the opposite of. It was being cinematic. It was a self-contained mm-hmm. story. It was doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you Joker tease, cause we always got to tease the fucking stupid Joker. I'm so sick of the Joker. Um,
1: do we know well, who we gotta, the next Joker is going to be yet?
0: Could it's, anybody? It's it's Barry, um, Kilgan. I don't know his last name. You can look him well, up. Thank, but he...
1: thank God it's an unknown because I. Don't
2: I, I, I agree with Christian. That's a great point. I'm I, am sick of the Joker and the Batman universe. As someone who's a layperson, I know has so many great unique villains. Yeah. Can we just stop tapping the Joker? It's, like, yeah.
0: And if you're gonna have him, let him be a side character. I I think there was a scene that got cut from when I. Understand maybe I'm completely wrong, but there was a scene with the Joker, which would have been fine with me, is that like Batman went to him in a like Hannibal Lecter Clarice Starling thing. Like, I um, I need to go to the Joker to get information about something. Right. Um, and then they had that scene, which would have been fine if that was it. And I would have been like totally okay with that. I don't mind him making little side appearance, but the idea that they're setting him up to be like the next big villain, I'm like. I are, I can tell you right now I'm not interested in that movie.
1: The yeah you yeah. are you're gonna see of it of course midnight. I'm gonna see it but I don't care <laughs> I don't give you don't a care call. now but <laughs> when there's a two year waiting period and everybody's talking about it and they're like oh yeah. shit like I mean yeah I I I I understand but I I rather have that than the post credit sequence thing. Like when the credits hit, I literally stood up. I go, okay, I'm satisfied. I like that movie. I don't want there to be a fucking tease thing in the post credits. So I left. Was there? Was and, there? And I te- no, no. I texted Christian. I was like, was there a post credits scene? And Christian said no. And I'm like, good. Like I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want there to be that because I thought the Joker thing was already enough. And I, I don't blame them for leaning leaning into the sequel because there's, of course, there's going to be a sequel. It's these are yeah. these movies are we the gotta, longest. And, we got, to- and. Um,
2: there's one thing we have to hit on though. Sorry, Rig. Can I hit Go on ahead. it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's twofold. One, Zoe Kravitz is insanely yeah. attractive. Two, yeah. oh, yep. And she did a great job as Selena Kyle. I actually did feel like she was a good catwoman. She's very um good. and I will say there's my perhaps my favorite scene in the movie is when she is in the club. She has the contact lenses in that allow you to like see mm-hmm. what she's um. seen. So, you know, um, uh, a Batman dark uh, Bruce Wayne is like looking through her eyes and there's a point in time where she her eyes glance over and she sees like a prominent mayor or some prominent political figure. yeah. And then uh, Bruce Wayne is like, oh, that guy, go talk to that guy. And she's like, oh, fuck, he's going to yeah. think I'm into him. And I saw the movie through the eyes of that man having this insanely gorgeous woman talk to him Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, shit, like, I'm kind of doing a good job with this hot chick. Like, she must think I'm great. (laughs) Like, I I was like, that's, like, the most relatable thing. It's like, oh, my God, she kind of likes me. Meanwhile, there's there's shit going on he can't even be remotely aware of. Yeah. But, like, at the the end of it, he's, like, so – Maybe we could hang out sometime, and she's like, "Yeah, dude, not even a little yeah, bit." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, fuck." You're
0: like, oh, it makes you realize that every time that's happened to you, like, oh, she just had Batman contacts in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was just wearing a wire.
2: You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, man, that was like that was to me. That's the hero of the movie. That's the hero See, of the movie.
1: To me, like, there's so many scenes like that in that where like the context thing. And like, like to me, I thought that there was suspense building the entire time. And I thought I was interested. I'll just say the entire time and everything. I think there's maybe an argument that it's like they could have cut some things and it was too long. Um, and I, I, I would reframe for making that as a comment for myself, my own judgment, because I feel like you have to see a movie multiple times before you can start cutting scenes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought that there was like so many scenes like that where she's in the club wearing the glasses, and I was like, I was, I don't know, I was just, I thought it was awesome. I was in, I was on board all the way through. Like, I was even thinking, like, oh, this movie's so cool. I was, it was, uh, I, I was on board. But I'd like to see it again because you need to.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm def- definitely interested in watching it again to see if how it holds up. But uh, I think it's a good place to stop for this week. Um, anyway, where are you guys gonna be?
1: Ipswich, Massachusetts, Friday, beautiful. Oh, yeah. What's the date on that? What's the Friday date? What's the the ninth? So is that the 12th or 11th? The, the 11th. 11th. Oh,
2: no. All
1: right. The 11th of March 2022 will be. Uh, Brett will be in Ipswich, Massachusetts.
2: Beautiful.
1: Um, I am just editing. Well helping edit my special a lot of other more talented people are actually doing the work but um i will uh have more of an update i think it's probably going to come out around june because I, I there's going to be some some delays with whatever it's not important but uh so my special will be be in june just follow me on instagram nick whitmer and you'll know when it's out
0: all right, christiandrancomedy.com for all Christian Dan needs. Uh, dates are available on my website. There's one. I'll be at the Grizzly Pair tonight and uh, elsewhere this month. Uh, check that out. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.